In the last episode, we discussed karma, how the Hindu concept of karma is more complex and nuanced than the popular non-Hindu understanding of it, and how karma functions against the backdrop of reincarnation. To recap a bit, Hindus believe that every person's birth and life is the result of an individual's unique karmic balance. When a living thing dies, their next life will help them balance out or resolve their karmic needs in order to advance spiritually. Thus, consequences to actions. This process of reincarnation and the presence of divine essence or consciousness in all living things is the basis for respect that Hindus are encouraged to show for all people in forms of life. Suffering, as understood in Hinduism, is not necessarily just physical or material. It also refers to an individual's state of mind. For example, a woman might be born into a wealthy family but she may have a disposition that never allows her to fully enjoy her prosperity. On the other hand, a kind man who finds himself disabled after an accident could remain kind, caring, and helpful in spite of the physical limitations resulting from the accident. The woman's wealth but inability to enjoy it, and the man's ability to endure physical difficulty yet continue to live joyfully are both understood to be results of their past and present karma. In other words, Karmic needs and debts manifest not only as an individual's life circumstances, but the way in which they deal with them. On the other hand, it's also said that the response to circumstances is always open to choice. Karma generates an outcome, but not the response to that outcome. And both those outcomes and how we respond to them influence our current life and future ones. Which brings us to the main topic of this episode, reincarnation. I'm Matt McDermott, and this is All About Hinduism, Episode 9, What is Reincarnation? The cycle of reincarnation, birth, death, and rebirth, is called samsara. It is the process through which individual divine consciousness or souls, for lack of a better word, repeatedly take on a physical body through being born on earth. Though these physical bodies die, each immortal soul continues to exist until being reincarnated again and again in a process of spiritual evolution and development. All of these souls are part of one undying divinity and thus spiritual or divine in nature. Just as sparks of a fire become extinguished when separated from fire, souls forget their true spiritual nature when separated from their divine source. Another analogy often used is that of the difference between waves and the ocean. Waves are never truly separate from the underlying water in which they're formed, even if from a narrow and more limited perspective they can be seen as separate. Each arises and dissipates over and over again. The swell that creates each wave is a dynamic energy in the universe. The water in which the energy travels is the ground of being. The waves are a manifestation of the interaction between that more dynamic and more stable form of energy. Whichever illustration resonates with you more, the general idea is that lacking proper knowledge, proper here meaning an understanding of the metaphysics involved, each soul continues to exist in this cycle of reincarnation called samsara because it continues to treat the world as disconnected from itself, an attitude that lends itself to selfishness as opposed to selflessness. Each soul moves through this cycle of births until after lifetimes of spiritual development, this divine nature is fully realized, the cycle of reincarnation ends, and spiritual liberation, that's moksha, is achieved. 
Hindu texts strongly encourage individuals to spend their human births endeavoring to make spiritual progress. Though not impossible to achieve moksha in other forms of life, Hindu sages have long insisted that it is far easier done in a human birth. This was once explained to me as because humans have managed to create societies that allow us to, in general, move beyond a day-to-day struggle and search for food, we can, if we choose, devote more time to the deeper needs of life that allow us to examine the nature of existence in a way that other animals usually cannot. In the Hindu view, the whole of material creation can help a soul to rediscover its divine nature. As explained in the book What is Hinduism, and I'm paraphrasing here, for Hindus, reincarnation is an explanation of the natural way in which the soul evolves from immaturity to spiritual illumination, ultimately leading to moksha, after which evolution continues on in more refined spiritual worlds. One final thing. Since Hindus believe in karma and reincarnation, the concept of eternal peace or eternal damnation upon death simply doesn't exist. Some Hindus believe in planes of existence that can be likened to the Western concepts of heaven and hell, but neither are permanent states. Rather, they are intermediate planes of existence which souls may experience for a time before again taking physical birth. Next time on All About Hinduism, we'll discuss the ethical guidelines of Hindu life, the Yamas and Niyamas. written and edited by me, Matt McDermott. All About Hinduism's academic advisor is Dr. Shireen Bala. Suhak Shukla reviews each script, making all sorts of helpful notes and suggestions. Before you go, do us a favor, leave us a nice five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Please also subscribe or follow us so you can get all the new episodes the moment they're released. Also, you can help ensure that more of these get made by making a donation to HAF at hinduamerican.org slash donate. Thanks so much for listening.